Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin, and my guest today is a cancer survivor, Mrs. Angela Singleton. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, you know, we, you know, we family. So, you know, just knowing you was going through this battle, it was kind of tough, but I always had faith and was praying that you was going to make it. And thank God that you're doing well and everything seems to be going well. Yes, it, it, it has been, um, I've had a lot of prayers and I appreciate all the family, everyone praying for me. I felt your prayers, all your visits. I appreciate you guys coming to visit me when I was in the hospital. Uh, it was just, it's a wonderful feeling to have family that's there with you when you're going through things like this. Yeah. So when did you first learn that you had cancer? Well, in April of 2018, I was sick. I thought I had bronchitis. I went to an acute care facility because I was having trouble breathing at night and I, was ha- I wasn't coughing or anything, but I was having pro- problems breathing and I was always short of breath. So I went to an acute care that I'm, I'm, I go to all the time and they did a test. They said I had bronchitis. So um, I took all the medication. I felt okay for a little while. And again, I started feeling really bad. So this time, one of my friends um, that shall remain remain, um, nameless from from Maryland was here visiting with me and said, you need to go to the doctor. I said, I'm not going, you know, I'm okay. So um, it got worse. The breathing started to scare me being short of breath. So I went to my family physician and he ran some labs and he called me three days later and told me himself, I need to come into his office. So um, he said in between that time before that morning, if you feel dizzy, if you fall, call 911. Um, so I went to his office and when I sat in his office, just looking in his face, I knew that it was something that was wrong because I've been going to him for 25 years and he's always smiling. So he looked at me and he said, you have, and I finished it for him. I said, cancer. And he said, how do you know? I said, because that's the one thing I've always dreaded having because in my family or our family, that's the number one leading cause of a lot of deaths. And on my father's side, that everyone has had cancer and, you know, at some point. So um, that's how I found out through my, my family position. Now, what type of cancer did you have? Um, I have multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. And what it does is it, it's um, the plasma cells are in your bone marrow and they become, um, they multiply. And when they multiply, it causes you to, um, your blood to go into your bones and it doesn't, um, a lot of people don't know they have it because everybody doesn't have these symptoms, but you usually have shortness of breath, um, pains, fever, um, fractures. Most people find out when they fall because when the blood goes into your bones, it makes your bones very soft and weakening. So in my case, I found out because he did the blood test and there was no reason for my blood count to be, to go from 15 to four. 
there's no reason why it should go that that low and that's deadly because you know that's like blood leaving your body and you don't have any you know it's not going to your heart your brain or nothing it's just it's just gone so um that's one of the things with with this cancer the blood goes into your bones makes your bones brittle and it can also affect your kidney um your immune system it's different parts of your body so people with this cancer they lose a lot not just um their blood so um i wanted you to go more in depth because everybody had you know well let me back up not everybody those who have cancer they experience um different things mentally and physically so i wanted to ask you what kind of toll did cancer take on you mentally and physically wow now that's mentally it was very hard because you're walking around with something and you don't know the outcome of what's going to happen they can only tell you the treatments that they can give you um, what to expect but no one knows what the outcome is going to be so by me being a Christian, I had a very strong faith. So I always told myself that I was going to be healed. And I always spoke healing in my um, treatment. I never said, oh, I hope I'm going to make it. Oh, I might not make it. In every instance, I kept saying, you know, I'm going to be healed. And I kept repeating, by his stripes, I will be healed. Um, so mentally is very challenging because a lot of patients have... Um, depression which is um, something that I have now because your whole life changes um, I'm not able to get up and go to work like I used to um, I can't socialize like I used to I'm not able to wear heels like I like to um, my walking is you have I have to be careful because if I fall I could fracture something so mentally it takes a toll on you because your whole life changes right before your eyes and in this fight you're gonna lose not only um, health, you're gonna lose a lot of friends, um, family, hair. Um, there's so many things that I lost finances because it's a very expensive treatment when you have this disease. So it, took, it takes a toll on you. You have to be a very strong, positive person. And I surround my room with positive vibes. In my room, that's all you see is things that are you know spiritual quotes. Um, anything that can keep me in a positive mind frame. Now, you said you lose family and friends. Um, I want you to elaborate more on that. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Well, family-wise, I haven't lost anyone, thank God. My family, you guys have been awesome. I mean, the pouring in of your calls and your support, um, the, whether it's Facebook or calls or text messages, family has you know I my family hasn't changed friendship wise um I've lost a few friends because people don't I don't know if it's that they're scared that um one particular friend told me the reason why they pulled away from me because they were afraid that if I passed they didn't know how they were going to handle it um so a lot of the people that I call friends um that have gone on I don't think they can handle seeing me differently than they used to because I've always had long hair, long nails, wore, you know, I didn't wear makeup, but I was always dressed real cute and always a bubbly person. And I still have the bubbly personality, but my looks have changed because of 
this disease. So um, a lot of people can't handle that. And I had to you know, be honest with myself and say that they walk away because they can't handle seeing me going through this journey. Everybody's not strong to, to handle that. And so I've lost a few friends, or I should say a, a few friends I'm not in contact with since I've been on this journey. So how, I mean, how did that affect you? Just knowing that, you know, something you can't control, you know, made you, cause I don't see, I, I want to be careful with my words because, you know, when you, when you, when somebody's going through something, you know, when they're going through the adversity, I think that's the time they would need you the most, even, you know, even if it is hard for you to see them losing weight or their physical appearance changing. I think that's the time they need you more, but instead they pulled away. So you, you said you accepted it, but like what brought you to that point to accept it? Because I know um, just by knowing and, and being 50 or just by being in this world for 50 years, I know that people are going to change. People are going to stay. Some are going to leave. I, um, I even went through a divorce in the middle of all this. So it, it's, it's a lot. You just have to be a strong person. And I have a very strong, positive attitude about things. And my doctor has continuously told me that is why I am so healing so well, because I don't look at the negative of everything. I can't make someone stay in my life. I can't make someone call me and check on me. I can't make people even like me. But what I can do is love on the people that are still here, which have been, you know, all of my family. Um, I have a lot of um, outside support too. I have one good friend, two actually good friends, Angela Agnew. Um, she went through this journey with me. Um, and my best friend, who's a guy, Charlie Byam, those two, I mean, they stuck to me like glue and they still are there. If I need them, I call them, they're, they're there um, besides my family. And I have another friend, Akivia Coleman. She she lives far away, but she sends me daily devotionals, um, prays for me. She came to visit me. Um, I have another friend, Christy Dempsey. Um, same thing, calls me, visits with me, pray with me. And I have other people that may not be able to be here, but they constantly check on me. My um, Something that I don't think you knew, is on my father's side, I found out that one of my uncles was going through this exact same journey with me. Um, the exact same diagnosis, the exact same month, and exact same treatment. We were going through it at the same time, and we didn't know each other were going through it until my aunt on my dad's side called and told me. So I had another partner in the journey with me and didn't even know it are still in the fight with me because this cancer, um, it doesn't go away. It's, it, it, it just lies dormant. So that's why they call it, um, um, they let you know that you, you can't say that um, you're in remission because it's always there. So it's basically lying dormant right now. So how has, um, since your diagnosis of cancer, How's your perspective on life change? It makes you really realize what's important um, as far as 
what's important in my life every day. Before I get out of my bed, I say 10 things that I'm grateful for. And, you know, to the Lord, I thank him for waking me up and I give him 10 things that I'm grateful for because it really puts you in perspective with life and death because as you're going through these treatments, you don't know what your outcome is going to be. You can only, they can't tell you, you know, you're not going to die. They can't tell you that. They can just tell you this is a treatment and this is how, what it's supposed to do. Um, but my perspective is now is focusing strictly on my family, um, my immediate family. Um, you know, I have two granddaughters and my children. My son left his job for a month and came home and, and went through this journey with me. And is still going through it with me, even though he's far away. Um, but it makes you look at life and things that are important and things that are not important. So I don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Anything little, you know, little things that go on, chaotic things, I don't, I don't sweat those anymore. It has to be something big, like health, affecting my health. So my perspective now is just keeping my eyes on the prize because I, I, I consider myself healed. Uh, my doctors consider me thriving, basically, you know, just getting myself back together. But right now, my, my journey is keeping myself in this place that I am right now. Amen. Um, now that you're actually, as you said, you, your health is actually improving. Um, what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing the most? Well, number one is. I want to start traveling because I love, I, I did a lot of traveling before this and um, I couldn't do it while I was going through um, my treatments because my immune system was so low. So now that my immune system is somewhat stable, I um, want to travel and I want to spend some more time with my family that are, you know, just visiting family that are, that is not here in my town. I just want to travel and shop and, try to walk in heels again. That's my, that's one of my biggest things. <laughs> I keep these heels. I'm like, I want to wear my heels. Again. <laughs> and th that's my goal to get in those heels. And I may have to have my cane so that I don't fall because, you know, they don't want you falling. So I have a cute little cane and my heels walking through the city. But those, one of the things I want to do, I really want to travel. I, I had some, um, a friend of mine, Christy Dempsey and I, we're planning on um, going on a trip, but I have to wait until this Corona virus dies <laughs> 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 down a little bit. <laughs> we can't do the coronavirus and cancer. Uh, so I can't do both. Where you, where you want to travel to? The first place we're going to go is the Dominican Republic because I've never been there and I want to go there. The next place we're going to go is Turks and Caicos. So I have two places, Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos that I want to visit. So you haven't been to either one yet? Nope. I haven't been to those places. I've been to Cancun and I've been to Jamaica and the uh, Dominican Republic was next on my list. Well, I remember they oh, was having that issue with Dominican Republic with people dying or something, but right. I heard much later. Yeah, because you know, it, that was that was another reason why I kind of I know some people that are that live in the DR and you know, I think it was just media hype um at the time because you know, people die 
And I just don't want to use that as an excuse not to go because it's such a beautiful place. I also want, before I go to either one of those places, I want to go to Greece. And that's going to be a trip that may be later, but I'm saving to go to Greece one day. Hmm, Greece. What mm-hmm. part? I don't know. I, I haven't decided. I have to, you know, go out there when it's time for me to get close to booking. <laughs> That's when I'll decide. <laughs> the finances will determine which part. It may be a lower level. But <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely don't want to be in Europe with a, with a low wallet. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. But you know, I you know, I was I'm just so glad to um to have this conversation with you because you know I, I do remember, you know, when originally when everything uh, when everything came out you told us what was going on. And uh yeah, I I'm I'm gonna be honest, I was pretty down about it because you know, I you know, I'm just so used to you and your laugh and you yeah, know, just just being like the the life of the party and all the energy. But um Thank God when I did see you, um, I'm glad time had passed because, yeah. you know, it, I remember you were saying there were some rough patches. And, yeah. uh, but when we came down there, you was in the hospital, but mm-hmm. you was doing much better. And I remember, <laughs> I remember like the day before some, some police or somebody had visited you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was officer Bay, uh, the celebrity, um, the celebrity um, police officer, um, I've been, you know, kind of like Facebook stalking him on Instagram because he's so handsome and, and some, some way I, I got in touch with him because every time I got sick and the ambulance came and the police came, I was like, this officer, babe, you know, or his name was um, Sheldon Herbert. <laughs> and somehow I can't remember exactly how I got in touch with him, but he asked me, could he come see me in the hospital? And when he came to see me in the hospital, I lit up. I was like, oh, my God, he's so beautiful. He's so handsome. He smells so good. He's so sweet. He was so sweet to take time out of his, you know, I was pretty far from him. So he came to see me in the hospital. Um, he filmed our, our um, conversation. And he still reaches out to me to check on me. And, I, and that's one of the things that I like because he showed me that, you know, it wasn't just something he was doing for, you know, a public, publicity. He just, he really is that type of person that wants to help and, and keep in touch with people. And I like that because I'm a, I meet people all, all the time. I can walk outside my door and before I get back in this house, I have met two or three people because I love to talk to people. Yeah. And I love that because um, one of the things that um, transpired during my journey is I had the stem cell transplant. And what it does basically is it strips all the cells from your body and store them on ice or, you know, freeze them and then they put them back in your body. It's basically trying to start you over again without any cancer. And one of the things that happened to me is I had a bad... um, case of nausea so for a whole month I couldn't eat I couldn't um, keep anything down and that's why I was in the hospital when you guys came because they were trying to get me you know nourished and I remember like for one week straight I could only open my eyes and as I was opening my eyes this scripture just or this part of the scripture that kept coming to me was there was a woman in the bible who had an issue of blood 
And she just had this faith that if she could get to Jesus, she knew she would be healed. So every night I kept thinking about it because I knew his blood cleanses everything. And I would always say, you know, by your stripes are unhealed, by your stripes are unhealed. And that, that vivid part of the, of the Bible just kept coming to me, how she had that issue of blood and she was healed. And no sooner than maybe about a week after repeating and chanting that to myself, um, I was healed. As far as the nausea and all that was, it was gone. It just like one day I woke up and it was gone. And I say, I say this to say, in any journey that you're facing, as far as whether it's um, health, um, depression, any type of illness, you have to find a some faith, find some some Bible scriptures to to stand on because it's going to be hard and everybody isn't positive. Um, you would not believe some of the people who have who will see me and when I had my mask on and they would say, what's wrong? And I would say, you know, I'm battling cancer. And the first thing out of some people's mouth is, well, I know somebody who had cancer and they died. And I'm thinking, that's not something that you want to say to someone. You want to give them something encouraging. Right. People don't think, you know, some people just don't think that way. So you have to be a strong person and you have to find your your pace and find your um, safety net. Um, and mine was was my Christianity. I had to stand on that because I didn't have anything else to stand on. I just, um, I just want to, again, thank you for doing this. Um, you know, I, I know, you know, just talking about it could bring up some memories, but I thank you for um, just addressing this on the platform, my platform and sharing your story with everybody else. And um, I just want to say, you know, I'm glad to see you improving and I love you. And I, I hope, you know, everything just continues to improve and move on up and keep going forward. Yes, I love you too. You know, I do. And I just want to tell your listeners, listen to your body. If your body's telling you something and the doctors are telling you something else, continue to listen to your body. Because had I not been persistent, I probably wouldn't have found out earlier than I did. So when something is, you feel definite that something is wrong and these doctors try to push you away, stand on how you feel. Go to another doctor like I did and, and get yourself tested. Yeah. You know, I can't, I got to close with something funny for you. <laughs> so, I already so, know. So you make sure when you wear them heels, cousin Emma, when you wear your heels, make sure you don't come up to us. Uh, I sit straight, but I walk. <laughs> well, as you know how I'm going to say, I'm going to call you Melvin. <laughs> okay, Melvin. <laughs> I won't have no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I really appreciate you doing this, and I love you, and I know everything will continue to be on the up and up. It's true. Well, I love you, too. Um, I just want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Um, especially thank you to my sponsor, the Marciano Clothing, First Gen Fly, and especially thank you to one of my loyal patrons, Breko Williams, and another one also, Roundaway Mom. It's been another episode of Conversations with Lamp, and you all have a great day.